powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. This episode is brought to you today by the fine folks of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. So before we jump into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Jeff Seckendorf. What a great guy and an even better guest. If you've ever wanted to learn about scuba and you want to hear more about our in-depth interview, I strongly advise you to check it out after the conclusion of this episode. So welcome to episode 175, and we have a fantastic episode lineup for you today. We have on the show Janet Gardner and Justin James. Janet is the former lead singer of the legendary rock group Vixen, and she is joined by her husband James as a rocking duo, putting out albums, including their latest, No Strings. We discuss the secret to keeping their musical partnership intact, recording during lockdown, Vixen rocking with Ozzy, the new album, and so much more. These two are a couple of characters. They're killer guests and so much fun to talk to. So let's get them out here. Duval Nation, please join me and welcome to the show. Calling in today from Chicago, Illinois, two of the most metal folks you could ever want to talk to, Janet Gardner and Justin James. Janet, Justin, welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How was the weather out by the two of you today? It's actually really good today. Yeah, it it's... was supposed to be rainy and thunderstorms, but it turned out to be pretty nice. Where are you guys calling in from? Chicago. Chicago. Nice, nice. So with the pandemic coming to an end, how was it for you both navigating the COVID-19 world? It had its ups and it had its downs. It was nice to be able to relax a little bit more and be at home a little bit. But we definitely miss being on the road, playing shows. And when we, the good thing was, is it allowed us time to do an album, which was our third album, Synergy. But the bad side was we couldn't go out and promote it. It was, it was tough, but it was nice to have some close family time there. Nice, nice. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you both born and what was it like to grow up there? And Janet, we will start with you. Oh, goodness. I was born in Juneau, Alaska. But I don't remember any of it. I see pictures, but we moved away from there when I was very young. And we lived in Michigan for a couple of years after that. But all of my school years were in Bozeman, Montana. And it was a great place to grow up. At the time, it was pretty small. Um, it was a college town, a lot of winter activities, skied a lot, snowmobile, snowshoeing, that kind of stuff. And a lot of music because, you know, we were indoors a lot, too. Right. It was great. Right. Justin? Chicago, Illinois. 
And I pretty much spent most of my life in Chicago, Illinois, other than being on the road. And then later in life, when I met Janet, we moved to Connecticut and spent a few years out there. And now we're back in beautiful, windy city, Chicago. Nice, nice. So what age did you both find that you were both musically talented? And Justin, we'll start with you. Pretty young. There's pictures of me as a three-year-old with a plastic kiss guitar running around. And uh, obviously, I couldn't play it, couldn't play a single note on it. But probably when I was about seven or eight years old, I had an older brother who was a great guitar player who took the time and patience to sit with me and teach me a couple chords. And from there, I just ran with it. And I had an older brother who was into the music style that I absolutely loved. And yeah, from the age of eight years old, just played my heart out trying to master the guitar the best I could. Are you a card carrying member of the Kiss Army? I am. <laughs> I love that. I still love that band to this day. My favorite band. Nice. Janet? My mom was a pianist. So she used to play piano and make me sing from the time I was tiny. And then she made me take piano lessons. And I didn't love it. I did okay. But I wanted to play guitar. And I wanted a guitar very badly. So she made a deal with me. She said, if you take piano lessons and practice really hard, for the next year, I'll buy you a guitar next year. So I did it. I practiced and, you know, got fairly decent on piano. And then once she bought me a guitar, it was all over. And I was like, this is my, this is home. Nice. So, you know, I started on acoustic guitar and just, you know, accompanied myself while I was singing. And then I got an electric guitar and then it was even worse. Then I was totally hooked. Now, Janet, for the few fans who are not familiar with your work, you were the lead singer of the legendary band Vixen for over 30 years on and off. What is it like to front such an iconic band like that? Oh, we had a blast. It was just so great to get up on stage every night. And we just, we were so hard. We were very, very hardworking bands. Um, we played over 200 shows a year for a while. That was That's a lot of being on the road. <laughs> Um, but it was, you know, it was a great feeling as it is today. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. Playing mm. music is just the greatest feeling in the world. You know, it's amazing when I told people you, you were coming on the show, there was not a woman that I told that story to that didn't know that name of that band. So <laughs> it, that's, that says something right there for people, well, even awesome. people who aren't musically inclined. They were like, I know Vixen. So, <laughs> you know, awesome. yeah. We always but, hoped we would inspire women to do whatever they want, yeah. you know? So hopefully we did that somewhat. That's amazing. All right. So how the two of you meet? It was at a, Janet was playing a show um, locally and I was friends with, they were doing a show with Lita Ford and I was good friends with her tour manager at the time. So I went down to the show to hang out with him and see him. And we crossed paths backstage. Didn't hardly speak to each other, said hello and, took a picture together and stared at the floor, nerves running wild. <laughs> Lo and behold, there was a festival that we were both at about a year later around the area and we ran into each other again. And that's when sparks flew and we took the time to talk and we ended up just hanging out almost all night. I mean, we spent a long time together just talking with each other. And from there, you know, we sat and we we did the Facebook thing, messages, then text messages, then phone calls. And then we finally said enough of that and 
got together and had our first official date and we haven't been apart since then. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So as a husband and wife duo, what do you remember making that album synergy? Uh, I mean, that was during lockdown. So for Janet, she got to spend a lot of time crafting that album and I was still working and having to go into the office here and there, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, because we got to just dive into it. We didn't have many other distractions around us at that time. And we were able to focus and knock it out unbelievably fast. I mean, the whole writing process of that album did not take long at all to come out. And when looking back and listening to it, I mean, this is our fourth, no strings. The new one is the fourth one we put out looking back and going through some of those songs because we put albums out fairly quickly, you know, going back and revisiting some of those songs, like I'm pretty proud of what we did. It was, it was good for a funky time. And, you know, everybody's going to remember that time period of when we were all stuck indoors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a luxury for us to just get so immersed in it. Like Justin said, without a lot of other distractions, except our kids being in the house all day long, driving us crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about your latest album, No Strings. Great title. How did the album come together and how long did it take you guys to actually, you know, record the whole thing? This one was definitely by far the longest of the four that we've done together. I started noodling with ideas before Synergy even came out. It, we would turn it into the record label. It takes a couple months for them to get their stuff together and for it to hit the streets. So I had started noodling with some ideas. Yes, I would say probably three years. And this was one album that we did our best. We didn't cut any corners. We Some songs had probably 60 or 65 mixes before it was finally done and, and released. We went overboard. It was overkill. I mean, we mix and master our own stuff too, which is a double-edged sword. You know, one hand, you get to craft it the way from start to finish that you hear it in your head. But the downside is, is you're your own worst critic and you're constantly critiquing things going, I can make this better. I can make that better. And lo and behold, sometimes you make it worse and you got to go backwards. Yeah. So, overproducing can be a, a double-edged sword. I agree. Absolutely. But it was, it was a fun album. I'm super proud of what we came up with. And I think we definitely worked the hardest we ever worked on this album. For sure. Favorite song off the album? Oh, that's tough. Every day it's different. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, like, in, there's something magical about every song, but today, currently, it's probably the song No Strings and the song shortly after that, um, Set Me Free. Those two, I think, are my current favorites. I'll go with 85 and No Strings. I listened to the album today. I, I have to admit, I, I, 85 was a great track. I, I was, I put it on repeat. That was a good one. Oh, thank, oh, you. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good yeah, track. And I like it musically and lyrically. It's, it, it's very close to my heart. It makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, when I listen to it and even though we wrote it, it, it brings me back and, and it makes me feel good. So yeah. that's why I like that one. So as a husband and wife duo, you know, many couples, you know, musical couples rise and fall you guys have seen to pretty much stuck through it i mean you can look at stevie nicks and lindsey buckingham and what have you how is it to collaborate together as a husband and wife and as musical partners how do you guys keep that fine line going you know it's interesting when before we even did our first album together we avoided it we were nervous that it would 
cause a riff in our marriage and, you know, one person shoots down the other person's idea that feelings would get hurt. So we avoided it. And one day it just kind of happened out of the blue. And ever since then, it's become one of our favorite things to do. We rarely ever bicker over ideas. We kind of know each other's strong suits. And I think today we've even learned more how to work with each other and write with each other. And I say this often that, you know, a lot of couples are planning, you know, what movie they're going to go see on date night or the weekend. But for us, I think going down in the studio and writing and recording a song, that's date night for us. We just have so much fun doing it. And it's like watching a child be born. You have this first start of a song and then you hear how it finishes. It's such a rewarding feeling. So it, it's exciting. I love it. And we said when this one was done, because we took so long, we're going to take a break. And that's not happening. We're already jumping into the next album. You know, it's amazing when you just said that. It's exactly how I feel when I do my show, that you start it to when you finish it to when you release it. It's one of the greatest feelings in the world. You actually get it out there into the world. And you actually see people respond to it. I had to agree. It's one of the greatest feelings in the world, especially when they respond to it positively. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It feels so good. It's such a great feeling. Yeah. So this album is a little bit of everything, you know, anthem rock. He's got blues. You know, what genre would you guys like to ex continue to explore for your next album? Oh, I know your answer on that one. Well, my roots are very much in like 70s blues oriented rock. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to make a whole album of just that. But I don't know if it'll happen because when we sit down, if we try to do something specific, it's forced. So, you know, I, I just I think we'll probably just do whatever comes out. <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, too. It's ironic. I'm more of the 80s anthem music that I want to continue to keep doing. So I think with her, you know, and I like the blues stuff too. And we've done that before where we've said, okay, the next album is going to be the 70s blues rock or more acoustic, rootsy orientated. But it, like Janet said, it just doesn't work like that. It's just once we start writing, it's just kind of whatever comes out and it goes its own direction. You guys, I mean, like you can do no strings, like it's stripped down, kind of acoustic set. I mean, is, is that is that something you guys have ever explored doing? We actually, for this album, for no strings, and it was originally supposed to be released as a bonus track in Japan. There's a song called Don't Turn Me Away on the album that's got an acoustic intro, and there's a lot of acoustics going on throughout that song that we actually did record an acoustic version that we still have in the vault. And one day we're going to put it out there because I think it is killer. And I think it's a nice different twist to it. And I would personally love to, even if we just do it, I mean, in today's world, you can do EPs or singles. I would love to re-record some of these songs acoustically mm. and put them out there. Because I just think it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling when you play them acoustically. Studio can only hide so much, but when you play live, it's it's out there for the whole world. And I, I think playing live shows the true talent of a musician. I mean, that's I just love live music. And I've, I would love to see some of you guys' stuff live. So absolutely. Oh, well, come see us. Yeah. That's my yeah. next question. Is, that was my next question. Is, are you planning on touring on this album? We are. We've we've got a handful of shows coming up that we're doing. Uh, we just played about a week and a half ago with Queensryche. And then we've got a month off right now. We have a, a show with Sebastian Bach and Quiet Riot out in Chicago. Then we actually, next time we have another Chicago club date that we're going to do as a headlining gig, which is kind of fun because... It allows us more time to throw in some of these new songs and experiment with them and see how they go over. And that's September 8th, September 9th. We're in Indiana. 
And then we'll go to the East Coast to Connecticut, which is exciting because we haven't been back there since we moved from there. So it's going to be great to see some old friends and play a great show. We're playing the New England Rock Fest out there with Firehouse and Heaven's Edge. And then we're doing an acoustic show with Firehouse. So the acoustic thing is kind of new for us that we're for live shows dabbling. In. And just like you said, it shows, especially when you do acoustic, how good you really are because you don't have big loud amplifiers or drums to hide behind you're you're out there so you've got to be really tight and we just did the monsters of rock cruise acoustically and we had so much fun it was surprised one of those things you're kind of going i don't want to do acoustic i don't want to do this and then you end up doing and go wow that was actually great that was a lot of fun so yeah so we're excited okay devall nation we're going to go ahead and take a listen to a single off the album no strings here is 85.
Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Janet Gardner and Justin James. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know that's right, Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is podcasting made easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. Hello, Duvall Nation. Derek Duvall here. Mental health is not only a top priority in my life, but it should be in yours too. As a combat military veteran, I have seen what untreated mental health looks like, which is why I've been using a therapist for well over a decade. Seeing a trusted therapist has helped me reconcile life events and other important things I've been witness to since returning home from the service and has changed my life for the better in many ways. Which is why going forward I am pleased to announce that BetterHelp will be sponsoring The Derek Duvall Show. BetterHelp is the world's first therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's betterhelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. This is Benjamin Sledge, author of Where Cowards Go to Die. In my award-winning memoir, you'll discover the raw humanity, intricate complexity, and brutal barbarity of those who served in the Iraq and Afghan wars, and the psychological toll it took on modern veterans. You can purchase Where Cowards Go to Die on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere major books are sold. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benjamin C. Sledge. Hi, this is Glenn. And this is Sonia from Echo Valley. And you are listening to The Derek Duval Show. Here's a song called Faces in the Mirror from our album Anarchy and Alchemy. I'm Agent Scott. 
And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And together we are the Spy Hearts Podcast. Every Tuesday, we decode the best and the worst of spy cinema to decipher if they make the knock list. That's right. The knock list is the need to see official classics of the spy genre. The best of the best, so to speak. Nobody does it better. From Bourne to Bond and Powers to Palmer, you can bet we will cover it. So subscribe now and revel in the audio equivalent of a smooth martini. Just search for Spy Hards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S on all major podcast apps. And let's just hope you find us before we find you. We're Sam's Army and the Gang's all here. Sam's Army and the Gang's all here. Sam's Army and the Gang's all here. For glory the cup and then to drink some beer. Oi, this is Chad from The Shame. We're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. You can find our stuff at theshameshop.com or listen to it on almost all the streaming services. We'll see you down the pub. Cheers. everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 175 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with Janet Gardner and Justin James. Janet, I would not be doing my job. You've toured, Vixen toured with some legendary bands, Kiss, Ozzy, Scorpions, and more. Any fun stories you'd like to share with my listeners about life on the road with Ozzy? (laughs) Ozzy. Well, you know, we we toured with him when he was in a really good place. You know, he was working out. He was very sober, very lucid, very talkative. He would stop me in the hall and just start talking. So and, you know, Zach at the time was just this little like, you know, wanted to pinch his cheek, little (laughs) 17 year old kid. Now he's like this. He's like, a, he's like a barbarian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was great. It was a lot of fun. They were all, you know, we loved touring with him. He was great. Sharon was really good to us. Um, the band was great. Zach would pop into our dressing room and bop around. And well, yeah, he was a young kid. There's girls in a dressing room. Of course, he's <laughs> a smart man. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all the bands that we toured with were. Like Justin said, a lot, every single band that we played with, we learned a lot from watching them Mm. and from talking to them. I had great conversations with Ozzy about vocals and, you know, how to pull it off every night and how to be consistent. And same with Klaus Mine from the Scorpions. I, we talked a lot about vocals and that kind of how you beat yourself up if, you know, you're not consistent every night. And yeah, it was all great learning experience and just fun. 
which that leads me into my next question, actually. Funny you say that is, you know, how have you been able to take care of your voice so well after all these years? Well, you know, I've had some long breaks to like let my voice rest. That and just taking care of yourself in general. Your voice is part of your being, a part of your body. And I think, you know, all the bad things you do to your body, you do to your voice. That's why, you know, I think most of the singers that are still really good today, it's because they take care of themselves. And I try to, you know, I try to eat right and get exercise and do all those kinds of things. And I think that really pays off when, when you get on stage, you, you need the support from your body. Yeah. So, and then usually right about showtime, or if we've got a day or two before a show, I'll usually put the darks in with the whites and the wash to tick her off. So she has to scream at me and really <laughs> warm that throat up. So we live in a world, you know, of instant gratification. Fans feel they deserve access to an artist's life, you know, at any time via social media. You know, as musicians, this is for both of you, and especially Janet, now, you know, as a former member of Vixen, how do you decide, you know, what boundaries and that balance of staying relevant via social media and your private life to, to expose the world? I'm a very private person, so I, I don't I don't do a lot of that. You know, we'll promote what we're doing as artists, as musicians, and I'm I'm not a big, like, here it is. This is what I had for breakfast or, you know, I, I don't, it, I don't dig that. So too hard to maintain. It's um, I love social media is great for getting word out there of what you're doing, but we are the first, we're so bad with it. I mean, we barely, we have our kids show us how to run certain things. We experimented with TikTok to see like, Oh, maybe we need to hit that market. We didn't have a clue what we were doing with it. And same. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. And we love to be interactive with friends and fans and stuff on social media, but it's not with everyday life and everything else going on. It's hard. It's really hard to maintain that level of consistency well, posting yeah. every day or and I you know, I miss the mystique yeah, absolutely. that they used to have. Yeah. You know, I think you you need to have some of that. I, I don't want people knowing every little second of my day it's none of their business it's, yeah. it's terrible well we we just filmed the documentary which is coming out soon on paramount plus when's it coming out the uh, 18th tuesday the 18th um and they kind of followed us around for about three days i don't know how people do reality shows <laughs> i was losing my mind they were so nice and i mean it was a great experience doing it and it does provide, you know, people with a little more insight to what we went back through back in the 80s right. on what it was like. Uh, but it really was crazy having people following you around with a camera all yeah, day Yeah, having eight people in your home. Yeah, people, cameras and microphones. And I'm like, there's people who do reality shows and they do this every day. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I lose my mind. So I ask every musician who comes on my show the following question, and that is, you know, what are your opinions on streaming services? Yeah, I don't like them. I mean, I just, they're convenient. They're great. 
for finding music. I mean, Spotify, I'm a big fan of a lot of European hard rock bands that are hard to find. You know, if you went to buy the physical CD in a store here in the States, it'd be hard or almost impossible to find or a lot of older music that is hard to find. So it's great for that. As an artist, it's a ripoff. It, I mean, it's, you don't make any money on it. It's, you know, it prevents people from buying the physical copies of CDs. And to me, nothing sounds better than an actual physical CD or album. There is a sonic difference to it. There is a compressed sound to the streaming and the MP3s. And I do think they take advantage of a lot of artists and it it sucks, but it's, it's kind of a necessary evil in the world today that you, you got to have your music out there if you want people to know what you're doing or hear your stuff. Well, fortunately yeah. for us, we do it because we love it. Right. You know, we're not doing it. To survive. It's yeah. out of pure love. We're, if, you know, we don't count on it to put food on the table for our kids. Right. So for us, you know, it's kind of like, well, it would be nice if they would pay the artists fairly. Well, and another but thing. But it's not going to make us bitter because... We just love doing it. Well, so. Another thing I don't like about it either is, you know, gone are the days of putting a CD in or an album on and you listen from track one to track 10. And there's a reason, you know, certain songs are in a certain order because to be consistent and give the listener a certain vibe going through. Well, when you're streaming it, it's so easy to go from here to here to here. And, you know, there's too many choices sometimes. And it's so easy to lose sight of stuff or not give a full album a chance right or miss a gem one yeah. of those it's a grower that yeah. maybe you might not love it the first time around might like it a little more the second time around by the fifth time you listen to it you're in love with it and i think you know the short attention span thing makes people miss out on some pretty good stuff so pierre de coupeton said the most important thing in life is not the triumph but the struggle you get a chance to talk to your younger selves. What do you say to them? Stand up for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you got something to say, just say it. Don't be shy. You know? Right. I mean, that was my biggest. When I look back, that's, those are the few regrets that I have of like, damn, I should have said something. Yeah. You know, I should have, I should have been more assertive. I, I should have maybe believed in myself a little bit more enough to to say an opinion that may not have been popular, but necessary. That's my biggest. Mine would be don't thing. sweat the small stuff. You know, there's too many little things that we let eat at us and consume us and you miss out on other things because you're too stressed out about stupid, silly nonsense or what somebody might've said online or, you know, Facebook or, you know, any of that stuff, just don't let it roll off your back and smile and move on. Right. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Love it. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? All the major social media. Well, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. I think our YouTube is under Janet Planet Rocks is our YouTube channel. Yeah, but if you just look up Janet Gardner or Gardner James, Gardner James, you'll a bunch of stuff will pop up. Okay. Yeah. And, and then JanetGardnerMusic.com. Yep. Yeah. JanetGardnerMusic.com is probably the main one because that'll take you to all the different places to check. And anytime we do a new music video or two new shows booked, it's immediately posted up on there. All right. All right. I end my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. 
If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? And whoever wants to go first can go first. Oh. Stop using plastic. Uh-oh. Janet went to, <laughs> she went to the Museum of Science and Industry in we downtown were, Chicago and today, and that was a this, big lesson. They had this incredible, incredible, um, you know, part of the, the museum where it was a presentation about what's happening to us and every living creature on the planet because plastic is killing all of us. Stop using plastic. <laughs> <laughs> My, I think it's really important. And I got two, one big one and one small one. Yep, no good. Hypocr Bad. Hypocrite. Uh, no. Um, I need a you, minute. Treat, treat others the way you want to be treated. The old saying, you know, I mean, nobody wants to be treated like crap. And, you know, so show the same respect to others. And then number two, buy our new CD, No Strings, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! People of Earth, go out and listen to it. <laughs> Janet, Justin, I've been looking forward to this all week. You guys have not disappointed. Congratulations on all your success. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. Uh, best of luck with the new album and the tour. And thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Derek, thank thanks, you Derek. so much. This was a lot of fun. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 175. I want to thank Janet and Justin for taking the time to come on the show today. I meant what I said, that I was super excited to talk to both of them, and they did not disappoint. You can buy No Strings on CD on their website, on Amazon, or wherever you buy your music. Okay, tune in again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for the episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask you, the listener, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there, and with everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs, plus... We have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added ourselves. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, go to the banner on the left that says Merch, click that, and you will be taken to our store on TeePublic. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, what are you doing to manage your mental health this week? May I suggest reading a good book? Reading fiction books has scientifically been proven to help people feel more connected and help people who may be dealing with anxiety or depression. Like LeVar Burton says, you don't have to take my word for it. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.